Welcome to the Attachment Nerdcast, the podcast that takes you on a journey into the science and art of parenting. We're here to explore thought-provoking ideas, heartwarming stories, and researched fact strategy to help you deepen the bonds with the people who matter most in your life. In today's 8-Minute Nerd Herd member-only episode, we focus on helping children manage their anger. We'll discuss co-regulation, empathy, and fostering a nurturing environment for emotional growth. Let's get started. I want to share my thoughts with you on how you raise children who are uncomfortable expressing their anger without weapon. After dealing with some big angry feelings in my house this morning from my children towards each other, I wanted to share a few thoughts with you on how we help children learn how to feel and manage their anger. First thing I want you to know is from ages zero till around seven in a neurotypical child, you're going to be co-regulating anger with your children. Prefrontal cortex isn't developed enough to manage the release of intense neurochemicals that come with feeling deeply angry. So they need to borrow your calmness and your empathy and your insight. When they are in the flood of the anger, you're doing these two things. You are getting in the middle of them and anyone they could potentially hurt, including themselves, and you are validating the emotion and naming it with them. You're feeling so angry. You're really mad about what happened. If your child is not neurotypical, then expand that window to as long as it is that you can tell. If a child with a non-neurotypical diagnosis you may have to expand that window of co-regulation for a year or two or 12. You're going to know that your child has passed through that first developmental stage when they're able to begin to start putting together not just one word at a time, but multiple words in the midst of their anger. So they're able to say, don't do that or I don't like that. At this point, you're going to really want to encourage them along that process. Wow, you're sharing your anger so well. I could tell what you meant when you said blah, blah, blah. You might still be at this juncture having to kind of shuffle them out of an area where they could hurt themselves or hurt someone else. You might still be managing that impulsive physiological communication of anger. But essentially your focus as a parent during this time is encouraging them to express their anger in words and helping them understand that their anger is meaningful and important, that it is not violent or problematic or negative behavior, but that they haven't yet learned how to communicate with their words what it is they're needing and that we're working towards that as the goal. This second phase will be characterized by them continuing to believe that their anger has an expression of words and struggling to control the impulses around that physiological, physical impulse to express their anger through hitting, biting, kicking, screaming, throwing, punching, all the bad things. It will feel better to them over time, though, to use their words, because the more they use the words, the less out of control they will feel, and the more in control they will feel, which is part of the goal of managing anger, is to identify the thing that feels violating, problematic, and to begin to get that need met. So now I don't feel so chaotic because I've expressed my need and it's been met. Now, when they're in a more mature, thoughtful, reflective place, they'll have higher impulse control. Now we want to communicate to them that the goal when we feel angry is to express our anger and the underlying need, not to weaponize our anger into a place of positioning with somebody else. So we're not trying to gain the upper hand. We are trying to get safe. We are trying to get understood. We are trying to be connected in a way we didn't feel connected. We are getting our need met, not winning a battle. This stage of learning to manage anger is incredibly complex and takes a long time. And remember that our prefrontal cortex is not fully formed till we are 25 years old. So the expectation is not that a 17-year-old knows how to handle their anger maturely. I know very few adults who have really developed this skill even in their 40s and 50s and 60s. 
Your role as a parent is to be the safe container. You're going to do whatever you can to make sure that no one gets hurt and everyone gets heard. No one gets hurt and everyone gets heard. Repeat that to yourself as many times as you can. That's what you're doing. No one gets hurt, everyone gets heard. Okay, I'm getting annoyed. Each kid is going to be unique in terms of how they calm their bodies in the face of anger. So some kids are going to want to go isolate themselves. That's okay. Make sure they hear that you are there, that you don't think it's shameful that they're angry, that you can recognize that they're doing what they can to protect themselves from reacting in some way. So I often, one of my kids, when he gets angry, he will run out of the room, go slam his door, go into his bedroom, and I'll give, I'll count to like 30 it's like I give him like 30 seconds without me chasing him because his animal brain is active. And so me chasing after him might be in, automatically interpreted as more of a threat than it is meant to be. So I give him that 30 seconds for a minute and then I go back and I don't barge into his room. I knock on the door very softly. I wait to see if he answers. He usually doesn't. And then I open the door slightly and I say, hey, I'm here. I could tell you felt really awful about what happened. I want to help you figure out what you need. And I want you to take as much time as you need to calm down or I can come in. Do you want me to just stay right here or do you want me to come in? So my, my choice is not, do you want me to go away or stay in? Because in that angry brain, you might be like, go away, but not really mean it. And then feel awful when I do go away. So I just say, I'm, I'm showing like, do you want me to maintain this space or do you want me to come near you? The goal is for our household to be a place where it is safe to express anger and anger is safe. So we're helping people recognize within our central home system that I can feel violated and express that without moving into a weaponized stance. We're helping our children understand, express your anger, don't weaponize your anger. And part of that safety is us not expecting our children to be able to handle this monumental brain skill at any point during their childhood without some level of support. And P.S. When I'm angry, I still go to other people for support. I go to support in processing it, making sure I'm not weaponizing it either in obviously physical ways, but also in relational ways. We can weaponize relationally. So I have people who are in my corner that help me co-regulate as I'm moving through my anger. And I believe that they're helping me to figure out how to express it safely, not shut it down or ignore it or take it and use it as a torch to validate some violation I'm going to do to the person I felt violated by. If you have trauma as a result of a abusive parent or past partner, this might be more of a challenge for you because... When a child is angry, their facial muscles are going to mirror what you saw in someone who had some power or size difference over you. So your job is to calm yourself down and remember, an angry child is a child who needs help, empathy, and support. And if you can't do that, it's probably time to go do some trauma therapy. I suggest EMDR or somatic therapy as good resources to process some of the ways in which anger was weaponized against you, making it hard to see anger as an expression of hurt, pain, and need. Our goal is that everyone in the family system would get to a place where they can sense that anger will be expressed safely and will be heard and will be understood and will be valued as an important part of the human feeling experience. And reminder, you're not going to become like Zen dog about this. Like it's still going to feel uncomfortable when anger enters the room. That's okay. I feel uncomfortable when anger enters the room. It's about noticing the discomfort and holding on to your calmness and your groundedness and trusting that underneath that anger is a nugget of need that you will find that will relieve that discomfort in, in the whole situation and that will help everyone to grow and learn together. So glad that you were here with us today, Nerd Herd members. We appreciate you so much. 
and we hope that you are enjoying the access you have to the exclusive perks, resources, and community of like-hearted and like-minded parents who are as dedicated as you are to giving your children a secure attachment experience. Be sure to jump on and engage with the community at attachmentnerd.com where we share, learn, and grow together. Stay connected, love on, and we'll see you again in our next episode.